The International Association for Near-Death Studies presents NDE Radio, a weekly exploration of near-death experiences and similar encounters with the other side. Now, here's your host, Lee Whitting. Welcome to NDE Radio with Lee Whitting. Whether you're listening on TalkZone, by podcast, through the archives of our ad-free shows on our YouTube channel, or connected through the incredible content of our Facebook page. Our guest today, Kerke Muratova, is a remarkable 24-year-old who began her life in Kazakhstan and now lives in Brisbane, Australia, where she studied for her bachelor's degree in animation and now works as an artist-illustrator and content creator, as well as performing as a singer-songwriter. Arki has experienced, as well, pre-birth memories, out-of-body experiences, and prophetic and lucid dreaming, and has overcome childhood abuse to come to an understanding of forgiveness and love far beyond her years. Arki has told her story before, and I've invited her to simply tell her story. So, Arki, welcome to NDE Radio. So, what's your background? I am originally from Kazakhstan. That's where my name is from. Okay. Born and raised in Kazakhstan until age of 17, and I'm currently in Australia. I've been living here for seven years now. Wow. How do you happen to come to Australia? Well, it was a complicated story, but um, uh, just after I finished my high school, my mom passed away. So my stepdad and my two siblings, we decided to move to another country to start a new life, and it was Australia. So oh. that's how I came here. You must be following the disaster in Ukraine pretty closely. Oh, yep, yep, yep. I am I am um, aware of the things that are happening and just sending love and prayers. Yeah, and Lilia has a family background there. Really? Yeah, that's... Oh, yeah, I have um, some relatives in Russia, actually, so I'm in contact with them, and I closely know what's happening there right now. But... Um, no one in Kazakhstan. Hmm. Well, tell your friends in Russia what's really happening so that uh, they know because it's all propaganda coming from Putin. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. Well, um, gee, I'm sorry your mom died. So so how how old was she when she when she passed? Um, so she was 35. So both of my parents passed away. Um, my dad passed away when I was six and my mom passed away when I was 17. So they, they were both young. Um, they were young teenage parents. Uh, you said in one of your videos that you had told your mom that you had pre-birth memories. Tell us what her reaction was to that. Well, a little bit of a background to it. So I was living in Kazakhstan in a small village. So population was about 100, no, 2,000 people, about 2,000 people. So I was living with my grandparents and I thought they were my actual parents. And I was about four or five. I met my biological mother. She came and introduced herself and my little brother, who was like two years old at the time. And she was like, I am your biological mother. And I was shocked. And she took me to another room. So we were chatting. And she was breastfeeding my brother. He was little. Um, she was breastfeeding him. And I recalled my memories. And I said, oh, yes, I remember. You are my mother. And I told her, I remember the day I was born. And I said, you loved me so much. And she was like, what do you mean? And I started explaining to her. And I'll explain it to you as well. I shared in my video. I told her how I remember I was in this black tunnel. There was nothing, just darkness. I didn't have a body. I didn't see anyone around me, just darkness. And I just saw this bright white dot in the end of that tunnel. And I was moving forward. I was in this state which was more like a trance state. I was unconsciously moving and suddenly I woke up and I said, wait, 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 where am I going again? And then I started looking around. There is only darkness. I couldn't see my body, so I was confused. And I said, where am I going? And I heard this gentle, gentle presence. I couldn't see her. I couldn't hear her. It was a telepathic message coming through me. And she was assuring me, it's okay. You're going to planet Earth. 
And at that point, I felt like I should have known about it. Like I know what Earth is, but I forgot. So it was, I stopped for a moment and I said, that's right, I'm going to Earth. And then I got distracted by the light because I was moving towards it. And I kept hearing noises and women talking, chatting, screaming. And I asked, what are they saying? Because the language was very unfamiliar, very alien to me. And I said, I don't understand. What are they saying? What are, why are they yelling? And there was this word I specifically heard. It was like kids. And I said, what, what's that word? What does it mean? And the gentle presence just started explaining to me. She was very calm. She was like, it's okay. You are going to planet Earth and you're going to be born as a girl. Keys means girl in that language. And she said, she started explaining the reproductive system and the differences between boys and the girls. And keep that in mind, I was four years old or five years old, so I had I had no TV, no books, never seen pregnant women, women, and I had no idea about how children come. So I was telling my mother everything, like, I know how you gave birth to me. And those ladies were screaming this, and I was explained about uh, my gender. And one thing that excited me the most was how this gentle presence told me you are able to have a baby on earth. You are able to carry a baby and bring another life. And you'll be a mother to your baby. And I said, wow, this is like a superpower. And I was like <laughs> excited. I said, oh, my goodness, that's so lovely. That's so beautiful. And I said, I can't wait to go there. And I, as I was saying that, she said, it is time. It is time to go. Go now. And I was moving. I was still confused. And then she was fading in the background. I was getting sucked into that bright light. But she kept saying, dear child, remember, you are loved. You are protected. You are always, always guided. We are always around you. Remember that you will be welcomed and loved remember us and I said okay I will remember and then the next thing I feel is this heaviness this dense energy I I couldn't fit in that body I felt uneasy uncomfortable it wasn't listening to me I, I just heard the ladies around me and, and they brought me up to my mother and put me on her chest I remember I started feeling fearful. I was confused and I was like asking myself, what, why am I here? Wait, why am I here? And the next thing I feel is as soon as they put me on my mother's chest, it was this amazing, loving connection. And I did not understand the language she was speaking to me, but telepathically the energetically she said i love you i will protect you and and i remember being so happy and i said okay now i feel calm and i said oh wow now i'm so happy i am a human i am a girl and i'm loved and i i said they were right i am so happy and i'm so grateful and I told my mother she was um, surprised in a way that she said, you probably had a dream. But then um, her entire family, um, they were intuitives. They had psychic abilities. They were healers. They had dreams. So she did not deny it, but she did not approve it. She just said, okay, think about it. That was it. That was one of my pre-birth memories. And I remember she stayed with us for a week or so. And I told her I started getting my abilities back. Like 
out-of-body experiences, I would go to sleep. As a child, I would go to sleep and rush to sleep so I can fly, so I can get out of my body and do the things I'm not able to do in the physical world. And I had a dream which was a prophetic dream, and it, I believe it was preparing me for the future. In that dream, I saw my grandfather, grandfather, grandmother, my dad, biological dad, and passing away from this earth. And then I saw that I was left with my mother, brother, and then after some time, my mother would be taken as well. And I told my mom, look, <laughs> I remember her face. She was um, surprised. She thought I was okay. I remember coming up to her and telling her, listen, mother, I had a dream last night. And I want you to listen to me closely. And I said, everyone is going to die. I had no idea of death, but I said what I said to her. I said, my grandfather's going to die. My grandma's going to die. My dad's going to die. You will be with us for some time, but you will die too. She said to not say awful things. She said, you just had a dream. It's just a bad dream. But it all happened how I described. My grandpa died, my grandma died, my biological dad died, and I was six. So my mother, as a young mother, as a teenage mother, she was living in a city with my brother. She could barely take care of him. So she left me with my uncle who was there in the village. So I had a pretty tough childhood. I had a traumatic experience I would say my uncle um, I lived in a fear with him because of the domestic violence and how abusive he was towards me and towards his wife but all now looking back all those things were meant to teach me about compassion I remember as a child I lacked compassion towards people but I had compassion towards animals and plants. I would talk to them. I would talk to my spirit guides. And But with people, I felt distant. I didn't feel like I belong with them. I didn't feel like fitting in with them. And the language was very difficult for me. So I, one day I just ran away from my house and I went to my neighbor's house. I picked up a phone. I borrowed a phone and I called my mother and I told her, please take me away. Please save me. I am scared. Save me. So she took me to live with her in the city. But what I'm grateful for is that my pre-birth memory that was triggered, that was triggered, it saved me. It gave me a sense of safety. I remember I had multiple times where I was facing death, where I was about to be killed um, by my uncle. But I remember myself just talking to my guides and asking them, oh, is it the time to die? It shouldn't be. Please let me leave. I want, I want to experience more. I don't want to die yet. Please let me live. So they did let me live. I moved to the city with my mother. I lived with her until age of 17. She married my stepdad, where I learned, I was 12, I think I was about 12. She married my stepdad. He was a Muslim, so I learned about Islam and God. I had no idea of God, but I always felt this presence. So naturally, I was already connected to my guides. So I learned about Islam, about heaven and hell which started confusing me. I just have my notes here, if you don't mind. So time went fast. I learned about all of those things. And I totally forgot about my prophetic dream of my mother's death and because she was already with me and I completely forgot about it. And before she died, before she passed away, 
she had a spiritual awakening. So she had an awakening. She was pursuing her dreams. She kept telling me, you have to dream. You have to believe in what you dream about. They will all come true. You are powerful. You are love. You are kind. I remember her telling me, Arki, my daughter, please be prepared. I am leaving Earth soon. And I, I didn't believe it. I said, there's no way. You, you're joking, right? She said, my daughter, I had a dream. And my dream told me it's time for me to leave the Earth. My brother and I, we couldn't accept the fact. We couldn't believe it. and But it happened. So she suddenly passed away. It left a really, really big scar in everyone's heart. I built, I remember myself blaming myself for it, blaming that I didn't believe her, blaming that maybe I could have saved her, blaming that I didn't say I love you, blaming that I, I wasn't grateful for things she's, she has done. And that put me into this depression, anxiety, social anxiety, eating disorder, and I had these suicidal attempts, multiple of them. I moved to Australia. I thought maybe I can change everything here. Nothing has changed. Seven years here. No, it was six years here. Living in that state, I had been stuck in that pattern of work, life, study, work, study, work, study. And I kept getting these lessons, challenging lessons like new language, new people, uh, mistreatment, bullying, and all of those things, they were hurting me. And I remember I've had enough. And I said, it was last year. I've had enough. I was crying on the floor of my bathroom. And I said, I need help. God, if you hear me, I need help. I am lost. I don't see the point of life anymore. I said, my mother isn't here. My father isn't here. I have no one. Please help me. I said, if you are there, please do so. Please help me. And the help was sent. Um, it was February last year. I kept noticing each month the full moon. I never noticed full moon. I don't know what I've been doing up until 23. Like I haven't noticed the nature, the sky, nothing. I started noticing the full moon. And the full moon started speaking to me. I remember being calm and crying and everything is just being released and this happened one night I went to sleep after work and I woke up and suddenly I'm in my old apartment and it's so bright it's so beautiful the walls are beautiful and I was watching everything looking around and I see that my mother is just in front of me and she's holding me like a baby and hugging me to her chest closer to her chest and I said wow this is just like a dream and she was giggling and smiling she was gentle and while she was alive she never hugged me I never hugged her so we didn't have that bond and it was surprising to me I said oh this must be a dream this would never be realistic I would never do this but then I remember I looked in her eyes and I saw the entire universe, this in unconditional love. She was just holding me and as if she was saying, it is okay, my child, it is okay. She had that look in her eyes and I was like poking on her shoulder, tapping her, like trying to feel it. And I felt everything. She was warm and I said, this is too realistic for a dream. What's happening? And I said, whatever it is, I just want to say what I want to say. And I told her, I'm glad to see you again. I said, I missed you so much. And my life was hard without you. I remember saying to her, I wish you were alive. But she just kept hugging me and tapping me like, it's okay, it's okay. 
And as if she was doing that, we were hugging each other and I noticed the big bright light, which was on just above us, just on top of our head. And that light was filling us. It was getting closer, closer. And under that light, I felt warm, safe. And as if nothing ever mattered, like the earth was so distant. I felt like, oh, that was all a dream, like a nightmare. I remember telling myself, I am glad now I am here. And while I was hugging her, I thought to myself, maybe I'm dead. Maybe this is heaven. Maybe this is. This is it. Because everything seemed like a nightmare. And the earth and my problems and stress and little things, they all disappeared. So what I was experiencing in that moment is hard to explain and put in words. It is just a magical feeling of love and light. And what I felt through my body, through my body, is that I was being healed. I was becoming lighter and lighter. And she was putting me back in trance, back asleep. And I woke up the next day in my bed. I said to myself, that was a strange dream. But is that a dream? I started asking myself, was it my mother? And what I felt is my left hand that I was holding her with and touching her, it was still warm as if someone was still holding me. And I was laying in my bed trying to process everything. And I knew subconsciously or consciously, I think both ways, I knew this wasn't a normal dream. It was real. My mother visited me. And after that, I have experienced major changes. I noticed that I started seeing the things as they are, people for who they are. I had no depression, I felt lighter, I had no disorders, anxieties, nothing. And I was put in, I would describe this state as a super conscious state. I could see everything. I, I returned my psychic abilities. I felt like I could fly. And every night after that dream, every night I would get out of my body and fly around the earth. And the duality I had to myself is I knew that I am still on earth. My body is on earth. But I, every night I would go out and say, finally, finally I'm out of my body. Finally, I am myself. Finally, I'm flying. And I would look back on earth and say, you are so beautiful. Well, I, and each night I would tell myself on that realm, on that astral realm, I have to go back now. My mission isn't completed. And it, for, I think for five nights in a row, each night I would get out of my body and meet the souls that I had grudge, grudge towards to. I would meet each one of them and each one of those souls, they apologized to me. And those were people who are still alive, who are on earth, who are in my lives. And they including my uncle, he apologized to me. He said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the things that happened. And I remember what he said. He said, please remember that it wasn't me. That wasn't my true self. It was an act. And on the other side, when I was there, I understood everything. I told him, yes. I know it wasn't you. You don't have to apologize. I forgive you. And everything was making sense on that realm because um, I, I was only, I only knew what love and light is on that realm. So I was forgiving everyone. <laughs> After those dreams, when I was waking up on earth, I started questioning 
what do they mean by not our true nature? What does that mean? And I started questioning, researching, and reading lots of books, and watching lots of videos, your videos, your channel, and other channels to get the answers that I'm looking for. What do they mean? And I found, I think I'm getting there. I think I'm little by little getting the answers. I'm getting telepathic messages, and my guides are sending me plenty of information and just slamming me with it telling me trust them trust the universe so ever since 2021 february i've been on my spiritual journey and everything that happened up until the age of 24 which i am now feels like a dream or distant memory it doesn't feel close to me i feel like it was an old old memories it's just so distant i can't i can't Whenever I am recalling those memories, I feel distant, like as if I was sleepwalking, as if I was in trance and didn't know what life was about. But now I feel much more awake and aware, and I am finally aware of my purpose. Before your dream about your mother or your mm -hmm. vision of your mother, how much before that did you have that dream about the fairy bringing you your life contract? Oh, I thank you for reminding me that. I totally forgot about it. The fairy happened after my mother's um, appearance in my dream. Okay. So, yeah, I had, well, I was, as I mentioned before, I was questioning things because consciously on this reality, in this reality on earth, I wouldn't fully understand and I would still have questions and I would seek for those details I was craving for. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean? And I kept asking my guides and or my higher self, like, give me the answer. So why am I here on earth? And I remember going, um, I went to sleep. And it felt normal that I woke up to go to the bathroom. I was sitting on my bed just thinking that I should go to the bathroom. And I, I noticed that there is this tiny little fairy flying next to my bed. And she was adorable. She was beautiful. And the colors, she was, she was, how would I describe it? The colors she was dressed in, it, it was out of this world. The colors that I've never seen. And I said, wow. I am dreaming about a fairy. How crazy is that? <laughs> and I, but I was sitting on my bed and my body and I felt like I looked around, everything seemed real. My partner was sleeping next to me, but the fairy was real as well. So I said, wow, this is insane. I'm dreaming of a fairy. And she had this little contract with her, which said contract on the paper. And she was <laughs> tiny. And she was like, just coming up to my face and showing the contract and flying here and there. And I said, well, I can see that says contract. All right. And, but I was like, but I can't read the rest because it was too small for me to read. And I said, well, explain it to me. But she, did, she wouldn't speak to me. And she was just, just showing the paper, tapping on the paper and contract, contract. And I was like, okay, I got it. It's a contract, but tell me more. <laughs> and uh, that was... So funny, I went, I don't know how it ended. So because I, I think I fell back asleep, but probably subconsciously, probably they told me something that I cannot recall. But the next day I was meditating and I was thinking about that dream and I was meditating and I was like, that's a weird dream. And because I, I had no idea about contracts or soul contracts or anything. And I was meditating and the telepathic message, message just said soul contract and it went through my head and the image came of a fairy and my childhood, this like flipping images that came through, they just popped up in my head and I said, aha, I remember now because as a child I had a plant 
and I, when I was living with my uncle, I had a plant and I would talk to that plant. And I remember that plant gave birth to little people and those little people could fly. And I had no TV or no books. We, we lived in the poverty, so I had no idea about fairies. And I think my guides knew that that appearance is more comfortable for me and I wouldn't be scared if they showed up in the image of a fairy. So I came with that, aha, those were my guides. And they said a soul contract. And I started researching about soul contracts. And I remember asking them, I started researching and I remember, remember getting a lot of information about reincarnations. And I remember, remember asking them, wait, did I reincarnate? Did I, do, do I have past lives? And I get all of these informations during my meditations, so I should just say that, and um, when I channel them. And they said, no, this is your first life. And <laughs> the first thing I thought about was, am I crazy to choose this life? Was I crazy? Was I in my mind? <laughs> but what I remembered, and they sent me this glimpse of a memory how aggressively excited I was about Earth and how excited I was about being a human and about this experience. And if you ask me now, with the whole experience, with my life, and if someone asked me now again, would you come back to Earth? Would you want to relive this life? I would totally say yes. I would say yes. Because despite of those challenges and lessons I've learned, it was all worth it. It was all worth it. And they taught me a blessing, which is love and light. And I remembered who I am. So I'm so, so grateful. <sighs> yes. Would you say the impulses to suicide that you felt was that part of the sleepwalking of yes. your life? Yes, totally. I was sleepwalking. Um, so I can, I'll try to explain it this way. My entire life, up until the spiritual awakening, I had a gut feeling that something big is coming, some big changes are coming, some big shift is coming, and I couldn't explain it as a child, as an adult. I felt like I had to keep going, but sometimes I would go into that state of being suicidal, and I had multiple attempts. But every time I would still be alive, and I thought to myself, oh, okay, I am meant to leave I'm meant to live for something. The, I will trust that gut feeling that there is a big shift coming. And I just kept hoping that the shift will come soon, sooner. And it came. It's this spiritual awakening. And what I've been told by my guides, and it recently happened, is that I had an out-of-body experience and they took me to this craft and they showed me my entire life and they told on the screen, they showed me all of these memories from my five years old, two years old, uh, 23 years old, everything. And they told me, you agreed to it. You signed up for it. Some of the lessons we signed on that contract are unavoidable, such as my childhood. I couldn't avoid it. I couldn't avoid being with my uncle or my grandparents because that was part of the plan that I signed for. Some parts of the contract that I knew I had to go through. Some part of some parts of the lessons. And then if I hadn't gone through those things as a child, I wouldn't learn about compassion towards people and I wouldn't learn about love towards people at all because my, as a child, I was not interested in people, but plants and animals for some reason. I would talk to them and my fairy guides, but not to people. I would, I remember as a child being frustrated that people cannot read my thoughts. 
I would come up to my grandparents and tell them, why don't you understand my thoughts? I'm sending you. And they would say, you have to speak up. <laughs> you have to speak up, Arky. You have to speak up. And the language was hard for me. So I, I used to say, no, you, you can read it. I'm pretty sure you can read it. And um, yeah, those were lessons I was taught. And I think I am grateful for the suicidal attempts as well, because I now feel so much more love and forgiveness and acceptance towards myself as well. I think I am so brave for choosing this life and staying here and continuing this life. So it taught me about love to myself and forgiveness. And I believe that everything starts from that. I, once I started accepting and forgiving and loving myself, I started loving everybody else. I finally started loving humans and feeling connected to them on this reality, I mean, in this reality as well, because on astral reality, Every soul is loving and we feel connected. We don't have to use our mouth. We speak through telepathy. But yeah, any questions you have, please ask. You're more than welcome to. Okay. I'm going to take you back to the very beginning and ask you, when you were in the dark tunnel headed toward the light, was that a pre-birth spiritual tunnel and a spiritual light? Or was it the birth canal and coming into the world? I think it was a birth canal. It was completely dark, but peaceful. It wasn't as how um, a lot of people would describe the um, unconditional loving state of the bliss. It wasn't that. It was just calm place. It was just calm darkness. And I knew that it's just temporary tunnel that I had to go through to that light. And um, because I will compare it to the every out-of-body experience I have every night, every other night. I have, um, when I get out of my body or I go lucid dreaming, I go through that tunnel, black tunnel, and then I go through tunnels of lights and shapes and waves they're beautiful and then i go to the astral realm and i meet other souls and people so that's a different thing from the pre-birth memory because that was just a dark um just dark space but calm do you have any understanding of when your soul entered your human body pre-birth was it late in the pregnancy or yes it was definitely late. it was late I think I entered when I was just born, when I just got out of my mother's womb. Because from what I remember and I described to you, I was just watching the whole process. The the ladies, um, you know, talking to my mother. And I took my time to get into this human body as because as I remember in that bright light I was just watching the whole process how those ladies were talking to my mother and calming her and I as soon as I saw this little body of a baby that's was that was when the gentle presence told me to go you have to go now you need to go and I was I just was flying through that light just getting sucked in it and bum I was in a baby's body I felt comfortable I was it wasn't listening to me I couldn't control it and I felt stiff and uneasy this is this this would be very interesting in terms of uh, people discussing the um, morality of abortion because if the soul does not enter the body until after Mm -hmm. it's born or close to being born then the rest of it is just a, a, a physical manifestation not a spiritual one. Well, I was saying that it is an interesting point that you brought up because I've heard 
some people um, talking about their pre-birth memories and they how and how they would choose to come in early. In my case, it was late. Because of the abortion, I think it is a controversial topic and some people would do abortions and I wouldn't judge them or criticize them because it's their choice if they are not ready. They're not ready. And for the schools, I think they sense because the abortion wouldn't come without an cause or an effect. Um, they would still have they would still have to learn about some lessons. And for the souls, and whenever they are ready, they can choose another body. I believe. Um, yeah, I I think it's just a personal choice. Um, but for the souls, they are eternal. I mean, we are eternal. We don't die. So abortion is not going to kill the soul at all. It's just going to give a soul another chance to um, uh, to make a decision to choose a different body or maybe different parents. Now we'll jump ahead <laughs> again to the times that you leave your body. Do you go by yourself or do the guides go with you? And describe, for example, what you see. You can pick any particular trip that you might have taken and describe it. So each trip is difficult, um, different. Each trip is different. Mm -hmm. In some of the trips, some of the trips you would see your guides. If you wish to, you can call them. Um, most of the time I'm alone. Most of the time I'm just traveling around the world. And I joke with my partner that I'm traveling around the world, vaccination, passport free, <laughs> um, around the universe and other planets. And he laughs at me. Um, but each trip is different. Um, there are lucid dreaming trips and there are astral traveling trips. Um, when you astral travel, you can literally see your light body getting out of your physical body and you can look back and see your physical body laying down on bed and each time I get surprised like oh my god this is how I sleep oh um you get out and you will feel different sometimes you can travel with your guides um if you don't see them around you can call them you can ask them to appear and you can ask them to appear in a way that is comfortable for you um, to see them. Uh, in my case, such as like fairies or uh, some animals or like for birds, something like that. Most of the time I am alone. I get surprised at how I can fly and go through the walls and I can just click my finger and appear anywhere I want. In one of those um, trips, I... I was just having fun and walking through walls, you know, going through walls. And I said, hmm, I want to meet my guides. And I said, can you show me the universe? Can you just take me somewhere I wasn't before? Because up until then, I was just traveling around the earth, like visiting countries and places and forests and mountains. And I remember I was walking through the wall and I said I went to the bathroom and I asked I clicked my finger and I said I want to see my guides and they appeared in this I would say like a UFO craft they appeared in this triangular craft and I was like oh my god that's so pretty and I said oh my god it's silver and it's pretty and um, they took me in they took me to the through this space shift and spacecraft and they were showing me the holographic screens and each screen had me on it in the moments from my life like five years old ten years old and I remember one of the guides telling me look closely you are being watched you are being protected and they said by being on earth you are also teaching us by uh, through your experience we are learning too and i remember being surprised um and at the same time happy because i was assured that i'm not alone you're i 
none of us are alone um, including you and everyone every soul has multiple guides and I only saw two of them they were talking to me and explaining about my mission that what I remember is in the end of that meeting they told me that I don't have to do much they said your presence on earth is provoking awakening in others they said your presence on earth is healing others and that I must remember that because I was struggling with my purpose I kept asking them like well what should I do now now that I am awakened I want to help people I want to save the world I want to do this 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 and they said you focus on you and you focus on creating your heaven on earth. That is your purpose. And I had this moment with, where I was like, oh, you're right. I remembered. I said, oh, you're right. You are right. I remembered I was meant to create heaven on earth. And um, that was my trip with my guides. And they brought me back on that craft that had fun. I saw colorful universe and I felt, I, I felt this fulfillment in love. And yes, I am protected, I'm guided. I don't have to be scared of life and experiencing life. And I just have to be myself, have to be authentic. I have to just, do what I believe in, do what I love. And by doing that, by being myself, I am creating this love to myself, to those around me, and that is already creating heaven. And it is already provoking awakening in others. They told me I might not see it. I might not see it straight away, but it will happen. They will be awakened, and that will help to create new earth together. Did they give you any idea of what's going to happen to Earth in the immediate future? What they told me is to focus on the new Earth. They told me that there are many of um, many of us, many who are like me, who were sent as um, probably like volunteers. They told me that I was aggressively choosing to come to Earth because as soon as they told me Earth is going to go through this shift and this and this, apparently I said, I want to go. I want to help. I want to be there. Apparently I was excited. <laughs> um, and they told me that many of us volunteers are here and each one of us are contributing in raising the frequency on earth so that is helping earth to shift faster and quicker and create that love and it's helping people to awaken and move them move to new earth with us that was i was told to focus on and they told me something about the old earth, not worrying about the old earth because the souls that are not awakened, it is their choice, something about their choice. And, and keep in mind that uh, when I'm there, I fully understand everything. However, when I wake up um, on earth, consciously it is harder for me to explain it in words. And, um, but it made so much sense. I remember telling, yes, I, I'm not going to worry about the old earth. People on old earth, they are souls that have chosen to stay and just focus on the new earth. That was what I was told. What would the difference be between a soul that doesn't want to be awakened and a soul that does? <sighs> That's a good question. I think... What they meant probably was about people who were stuck in their karmic wheel. I'm just going to take a guess, and I think that is um, what it was about. People who were stuck in their karmic wheel, 
who were still people who still had fear, people who still had no um, idea of faith and love and idea of heaven, people who did not realize how powerful they were. They were just stuck in that negativity and they thought that this is about it. But from what I remember, there was some conversation about the old earth disappearing slowly. So what I'm going to assume is probably those souls that haven't awakened, they're not going to be stuck on old earth forever because that earth would be gone and they would probably go back to the source. I'm just going to take a guess and say that that is probably <laughs> what it, it's about. So that they would merge back with the, with the source and not maintain their individuality? Probably. I, don't, I wouldn't say. I think they w- if there is, a karma, there is a karma that they have to work on, I'm going to assume that they were probably given, they will be given a chance to work on their karma on other planets, maybe other realities, not on Earth. Ah, interesting. You know, I was thinking as I was asking that about your uncle who had been violent to you and to the family. Then when you saw him on the other side, he said, that wasn't really me. Yeah, he said that it wasn't me. It was an act. He said I, I was acting. So maybe maybe those souls that seem unenlightened are just caught in a, a karmic act, if you if yes, you will. Exactly. Maybe there's some realization underneath. Now I have to ask you because you brought up the question of UFO. What do you yes. think the, the relationship is between what people call UFOs and aliens and and the spiritual world? Well, I think we are much closer to UFOs uh, than we think. I, on a daily basis, now I started noticing interdimensional beings. And if I think it is not seen to everybody because they are on the other frequency. It is a high frequency. It's an elevated state. Um, sometimes if you look up to the sky, you can see holographic crafts appearing, reappearing, and disappearing. And every time I see, I just send them love and just wave at them like, hey, hello. <laughs> um, and they do exist. And what I, well, what I'm going to guess is these crafts are probably other beings on other dimensions in other dimensions on other planets and they are already they are so much more advanced than us and on a different level different frequency that's why we we still we're still babies to them so that's why we can't see them Um, but sometimes you can see them just entering to our reality and just appearing and disappearing here and there. Um, what I can say is other beings, um, you know how media portrays UFOs as um, um, evil, like they are here to take the earth, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, but there is um, what I've been noticing is whenever I see these crafts, they send this intention of love, like we are peaceful, we are loving. So there is a harmony between us. There is no harm they can do to us and we can do harm to them. And um, spiritually, I think those beings are just like us, just having their own experiences and learning about their lessons on other realities in, on other planets the same as us. How would they compare to our notion of angels? That's a good question because hmm, probably, probably some people who would not have an idea about other beings um, would 
think of them as angels because they are more advanced. They have those abilities that we're still developing, um, like the telepath tel telepathy, like telekinesis. And I think if a regular human being who has no idea about UFOs or other beings would think of them as angels. And but with angels and guides, it is different. You have the connection with them, you have their presence. You will feel if you meet and your guide, you will feel that this is my guide without him telling you, without you asking, you will just feel it. But if you see an UFO, I think you will know that it's not your guide, but they are very loving beings. Well, this is based on my personal experience. I, Whenever I see UFO crafts, I, I feel very loving and kind energy, but I don't feel like it is attached or connected to me. With the guides, I feel like they are with me all the time. So there is a difference, and you've tapped into both sources. Have those beings ever acknowledged a higher power, a light and love of God? I think they have, and I think that's that's what makes them more advanced. And for us, we are still on this plane where we, it's a tricky plane. It's a tricky simulation of Earth where you forget who you are. You forget your divine soul. You forget um, your powers, how loving and magical you are. You just come here and you start identifying with this um, name and age and your parents and your um, education and things. So that's um, why I think we are a bit behind of them. We don't know about ourselves much when we have to rediscover, which is also good because it is a harder path, but it's worth it. And for other beings, I'm going to take a guess and say, they probably started as same as us, like as Earth. They probably, back in time, they couldn't also remember themselves. They could have forgotten who they were, but they learned about love and compassion. They are so spiritually developed and aware of everything that they know that death doesn't exist. And I think how, that's how they've grown um, and raised their vibrations to be able to just travel through dimensions and just sharing that light and love everywhere. And I think they, they feel the connection to the source closer than us. You know, we've been talking a lot about suicide and how many suicides there are now, especially among people your age, Arky. Yes. And perhaps, you know, it's time that you tried to reach out to some of them because you are walking through a, a thick fog when you're approaching those thoughts of suicide, totally dragged down by life, by the details, you know, of life that are really not that real. I mean, the reality is the love. That's the reality. And you may be able to reach that generation a whole lot better than I ever could. So think of how of ways you might help other kids to turn away from suicide and to start understanding themselves better. Well, I would... Thank you so much for your kind words and letting me communicate um, my thoughts and my my heart. I would say to everyone that is going through hardships and challenges, it might seem like it is difficult. It might seem very hard, but try looking at it as an experience. And I was haunted by my thoughts of other people and what they would think of me and um, how, how, how would they judge me or criticize. And that was uh, pushing me towards suicidal attempts. And what I would say is what I have also been told by my guides is we are all separate consciousness. The universe have given us separate consciousness so we can have and create our own reality on this earth. On So people you meet in your life, they are like mirrors. 
everyone you meet in life, they're like mirrors. They're teaching you something. So when, whenever you see a person who's mistreating you or bullying you, in my case, I would just, back in the days, I would just blame myself. But what I've discovered is I haven't done anything wrong. It was just reflection of that person. It, his perception of me was a reflection of him. And the 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 anger, the the anger and the attitude, the, the actions they were doing, it had nothing to do with me, but with who they are. And same as them, every single one of us perceive the world, the reality through our eyes through our life experience and through our heart. So what I mean is we're living in different realities. For me, maybe I see that the, this tree is um, colored in green, this tree is green, but for someone else, this tree is blue. So we have different reality and different perception of things and people. And once you learn that everyone is just a walking mirror and they are teaching you something. And whenever I learned this, now, whenever I feel triggered by someone, I feel sudden, I'm like a, I don't know, jealousy or anger, let's say that. I observe myself. Where is this feeling is based? Where is this reaction coming from? It is, usually it is in your stomach area, in your tummy area. And you can ask yourself, well, I'm feeling jealous. Admit to yourself you're feeling jealous, but of what? Why is this triggering me? Why this person being themselves is triggering to me? Once you start asking those questions, you'll learn that this person is just being themselves. It's your perception of them. And the trigger might be that you cannot express yourself as much as them. And that's triggering you. That's making you angry um, because they are able to do that. And why can't you? Just observing yourself more and more and you'll understand that we are living in our own universes. That's why it's called universe. It's one. You have your separate consciousness. They have their separate consciousness. And... Um, how you perceive everyone around you is a reflection of you and it is an ability it's a great ability to self-discover yourself through other people and once you open your heart to yourself accept yourself forgive yourself love yourself as you are where you are right now because you are supposed to be exactly where you are and tell yourself, this is my own universe. I don't have to be scared of other people's judgment or criticize because it is just reflection of them. Just do what you believe in. Do what you love. Don't be scared of being embarrassed. Don't be scared of being awkward. Don't be scared of being disliked. It is all part of the life. And when you go to the other side, you're just going to see those things as silly. You're going to be so loved. There is no no judgment, there is no hell. I want to highlight this. There is no such thing as hell. We're all going to that light and love we are, that we are. And um, just remember that you are a children of love and everyone around you is children of love. No one was born angry. No one was born evil. No one. Everyone was born the same way. We came as babies. We came pure, innocent, loving, giggling about little things, being curious about little things. That's our true nature. True nature is love. And that all, every lesson on earth comes down to love. I've received this message recently. I was channeling and my guide said, I was actually missing my home and I was asking, I miss that unconditional love. Just send me that. And they said, you are closer to that than you think. You are love. I am love. We are all loved. We are all children of love. When you have the love in your heart, you are at home and you are at peace. And I would suggest to meditate. I would suggest to stay in the present moment and pay attention to little things. 
live simply, be curious, be happy about little things, about the tree that's growing, about the plant, about the bird that's eating, about the child that's giggling, about a person that's angry, be happy. Because whenever I see now that I see angry people or uh, jealous people, I don't feel anything towards them but love and compassion because those people are just unhealed people. They're just going through their life lessons. They are unhealed, but they're on their journey. Just send them love because you've been there too. No one was born evil. There is no such thing. We're all the same. We're all light. Arky, thank you so much. This has been wonderful. If people wanted to uh, follow you, you have a YouTube channel, right? Yeah, they can find me through my YouTube channel, which is called Divine Inside. I've just started my channel like two months ago, but I'm going to continue sharing my stories and try to reach out to more people and help people that have just awakened or they're seeking for answers. And I'll just share my answers that I've been finding along the way. I also have an email address, which is M-A-M-R-K-7 at gmail.com. If anyone wishes to reach out to me, um, share their stories, I will be happy and more than honored. Contact me if needed. I can talk to anyone who needs an advice. Maybe I can help, maybe not. But if my message today and my stories today helped a single person or they could pick up a sentence that help them. I'm more than happy and I think that is what I'm living for. Kerkie Muratova, thank you so much for sharing your story. If listeners would like to hear this show again or any of our more than 400 archived ad-free NDE interviews, go to TalkZone's NDE radio site and hit the Past Shows button or go to our YouTube channel, NDE Radio with Lee Whitting, where you can subscribe to and comment on the complete NDE Radio Library. And be sure to check out our NDE Radio Facebook page. Just search NDE Radio with Lee Whitting on your Facebook app. And listen again next Monday, 11 a.m. Eastern at Talk Zone for more NDE Radio. I'm your host, Lee Whitting, saying thanks for listening.